You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front, but that usually means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz, known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers. Make way for Dark Helmet. All rise in the presence of Dark Helmet. Every week, I'll be talking with leaders in and out of F3, including regular appearances for my shared leadership team. If I'm going to do this, I'll need my news team at my side. News team, assemble! We're here for candid conversations, to answer questions from around F3 Nation, to pontificate wildly, teach leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. And we're back. Hello and welcome back to yet another edition of the 43 Feet Podcast, the three boot, the, the, all the things that we call it. Uh, I'm, my name is Dark Helmet uh, and I am super excited to be with you today. Um, and we have, there is so freaking much going on around F3 Nation. I don't know if you guys saw, hopefully you did and, and you've gotten uh, a chance to to maybe even make that order, but the freaking Morocco shirts order is open. <laughs> what are we doing? How in the world are we in Morocco? I don't understand. I, I would venture to guess if I was a betting man, I'm not, but if I was, uh, I would, I would, I would take the over on 50% of the packs. Couldn't find Morocco on a map. Uh, <laughs> yeah, saying. but we know about the nightclubs. That's right. We got the nightclubs down. You know, what did, Kitty, that did not occur to me until just now. Until so you just said that, that in fact, uh, we can finally say, yes. oh no, we got these from our Moroccan packs. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Okay. Frank Schwartz, 47 dark helmet. And uh, again, just happy to be here. I'm hosting the show, the 43 feet podcast where here's, here's what we try to do, right? We assemble every week as much of the SLT as we can possibly get together. And, or I try and find some, some leaders that are out there in the world to teach us a little something uh, about leadership. And that voice, of course, that you just heard was the head of comms for the F3 nation, uh, Mr. Brian, oh, we know, uh, let's see, Brian Jodis, 42. Hello, kitty. 41, 41. close brother. No, every time Good to yeah. hear your voice. Uh, good Dark to see helmet. your face and hear yes. your voice. Uh, yes. Silky smooth as it is. Apex. The head of expansion for F3 Nation. He himself is not expanding, which is good. Uh, he's as fit as he's ever been. Although I will say over the weekend, he was he's like. <laughs> got me in so much trouble with my wife. <laughs> oh, so good. Things like, oh, I was pretty happy with how this, uh, how this tri- you know, mini triathlon that I just did turned out. And I was like, wait a minute, isn't Bing the guy that's complaining about his heart? Well, I can't figure out what's wrong with my heart. Does triathlon. Oh, hmm, maybe I got to, <laughs> maybe there's something there. David yeah. Kelly, 48. Isn't that right? 48? That's yeah. correct. Uh, yeah, Bing. You, you owe me, dude. Next time, just leave that stuff on Twitter, man. No, she never goes on there. Oh, oh, she, so uh, it was the Facebook thing? It was absolutely the Facebook thing she saw. And she was like, well, some of your friends seem to agree with my concerns. Look, with all the love in my heart, you're the idiot that put it on there. What does that have to do with me? <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> but it was a great event. It was a little uh, mock international distance triathlon in the neighborhood pool. And, you know, got some running and some swimming in there. So yeah. it was great. And some bikes. It was good. Yeah, I will say, I mean, obviously from where I sit, uh, you look like you're killing it out there, man. And, and obviously be careful and all that sort of thing. But. 
I mean, you, you look strong. You look strong. Appreciate so Appreciate we're grateful. Thanks, brother. Uh, the man who laughed the loudest just uh, a minute ago was uh, the nation's weasel shaker, Eric Nowak, 49 and a half. Oh, no, for, uh, 42, gobbler. Yes, for, 42 right now. So I, uh, <laughs> not, not even my older brother is 49, So, but I look better than him. So there we go. Uh, that's a low bar. <laughs> no, but it's good to have you, man. Glad you're here. It is, but for the record, uh, my younger brother does F3, and we both look better than him. So correlation, I don't know. Noted. Noted. Uh, how is the weather in the Pacific Northwest? Um, it's warm. It's 80 degrees, and we're all sweating and dying. Swe- sweating and dying. Bing, how is that? I would kill for that. <laughs> Actually, it is going to get up to 94 Tuesday right when I leave town. So there you go. Ah, there you go. Bing's like, it's 117 degrees here with 400% humidity. We literally just swim to work. Yeah, that is that is what we, we all drive submarines. But, but newsflash, I will be on the East Coast starting uh, Wednesday for 10 days. So uh, Well, you'll be closer to the East Coast. You ain't on the East Coast, but uh, West Virginia is not really on the coast, Chief. Right here. Don't put uh, that finger in. Okay, fair enough. I will be real close to DC. I'll be an hour outside DC. So, Major Payne, I hope to see you in uh, at the Apple Seed on Saturday. Ooh, very nice, very nice. And speaking of guys with nice apples, uh, Chris Gambino, the head of IT and technology for <laughs> for F three Nation, Chris Gambino, forty. You know what? He looks thirty eight. So we're going with thirty eight. Uh, bada bing. I'll take thirty eight all day long. Forty, but I'll take thirty eight. I want to give a shout out to uh, Downrange F3 Alpha Speedo for Q and the F3 Jack's Hard Knocks. Uh, oh, hey there. This morning. So, How did uh, that go? It went good. It was a nicely well-executed beatdown. A lot of humidity and some shirtless picks, obviously. Natch. I mean, naturally. You, you never want to miss an opportunity for that. Speaking of shirtless picks, uh, well, thankfully he has a shirt on right now, but uh, one never knows when it could just come flying off at any moment. The head of sectors for F3 Nation, Steve Schaefer, the war daddy. And I do know Steve's age. He is 57. Uh, and his handle is GMO. Genetically modified old man. <laughs> I did I did get a 23 me, and it said you're likely to have the body of an elite athlete. So none of this is uh, F3. Wow. It's, you know, anything I've done, it's just all my genetics. Just genetics, baby. I mean, look. I'm when you look- got it, you got it. What are you going to do? That's not what I saw at that poolside pick, chugging all them Gatorades, big in that old picture. <laughs> I didn't see an elite athlete. Well, look, you know, Bruce Jenner's an elite athlete. You can't, you, uh, you can turn it around there. I don't know who, who's Bruce. There's no Bruce. I don't know what you're talking about. So, um, uh, yeah, you can turn it around if you want. You can turn around. If you can ruin your elitism if you'd like to. Okay. Like, I, need to more, I need to be more humble. That's for sure. No, you're doing good. You're doing good. Uh, and speaking of humble, since we're on that topic, uh, Seth Brown, the head of leadership development for F3 Nation, is on the podcast today as well. In fact, we have the entirety of the SLT. Seth weighs in at a healthy 44 years of age. Uh, no, he's older than that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm older than that. Yeah, I'm t- I'm ten years younger than GMO. How about that? That's pretty good. That That's pretty good. Yeah. But Bono, when's and, your and birthday he, again? In May. In I'm, I'm about right. the same age as you, right? Yeah. What day in May? May eight. Okay. Yeah. So we're like literally like uh, two and a half weeks apart from each other. Yeah. You're four twenty, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you were born on on the international day of of Hitler's birthday. Hand. It's very bad. Uh, <laughs> it's very very yeah. bad. <laughs> 
Yeah, Anyhow, I, I'm in the I'm in the middle of 12 days of travel. Got it with the Arlington guys last week. Uh, oh, nice. Have fun with them and got home for 22 hours. And now I'm in Dare County and working on some new guys to get out in F3 here. Uh, training Excellent. teachers on the Roanoke Sound. So it's a uh, it's a little a little bit fun, even though it's a uh, crazy travel. So. Very nice. Very, very nice. Well, that's awesome. Uh, well, hopefully you will, you will be safe as you travel and you will arrive back home safely uh, as well to those boys in Eastern North Carolina, because without you, uh, they're lost. No, they're, they're rocking and rolling. <laughs> they're rocking and rolling. Uh, I know. I know. They're doing well. So, gentlemen, uh, I'm super excited because we're all here today. Look at this. I mean, the entirety of the team uh, for the nation is here, uh, all represented and uh, it's been a minute since that's happened. It's been several weeks, uh, between, you know, between either uh, mammon or uh, could be, you know, vacations or whatever. We saw some tropical pics of several packs, uh, and uh, my jealousy meter was pegged out uh, for a bit there, but that's okay. Uh, I have a lovely vacation plan to Idaho to drop my daughter off to school. Oh wait, that doesn't Look really count you. as a vacation. Look at you. <laughs> Uh, we'll figure it out. So today I thought it might be interesting for us to discuss something that doesn't always come up uh, that much because, you know, the mission being to plant, grow and serve men's workout groups, small men's workout groups for the purpose of invigorating male community leadership. We don't always spend time on the other end of the spectrum, right? When you pick up the stick, the leadership stick, right? You got leadership on one end, but you also got followership on the other end. And sometimes we think we can just pick up the leadership and, and call it good. Uh, in fact, I, I, I see sometimes guys, you know, they, they get in, in fact, one of the, the, you know, probably one of the early things that happens with a, an F3 guy is he comes in, gets him a copy of free to lead, understands that his life no longer needs permission in the same way that he thought it did before. And so he, he may kind of run amok. Uh, a little bit. Uh, I know that's, that's part of what happened to me, right? I was like, I'm just going to start AOs all day long. And I really made a lot of people mad uh, <laughs> because I just, just was doing whatever I felt like I was doing. And so the thing that kind of popped into my head that I, th I thought we might discuss as a leadership team for the PACs today is to say, you know, sometimes I think we think that freed to lead means freed to do whatever I want, whenever I want, however I want. And then is not necessarily the case. I'm interested to hear your thoughts about this. Loaded question. I think we're all scared to give the answer because we've all probably violated it at one point in time or another, for sure. Yep. But, uh, I, I think it's a, it's a great reminder that, you know, we do have a mission and we have core principles, so we do need to make sure we're adhering to those. But I also think it's a, uh, you know, there, there's still a culture within the group and there's still a leadership team that, is there to help you and invigorate you. I mean, <clears throat> you know, we've had many regions come out of the woodworks and say, oh yeah, we launched four years ago and we've been doing this thing and it's great. They've done everything they're supposed to do. Do we have to know that they're doing this? No, not really. Uh, if they're going to go and call themselves F3 and they're going to break one of the core principles, then we're going to find out and we're going to know about it. But uh but yeah, I mean, as, as long as you're following the mission and the core principles, then, you know, on a bigger scale than just starting an AO, but starting a whole region, you know, have at it, like, let's go, but we're here to help. Like we want to be a part of this process. So and we have the resources now, especially as we've grown and created our sectors and areas and launch queues and all that, we've got the resources to help. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. 
Yeah. And I think just uh, be brief here. I think we need to come in to F3 and followership with the discussion around, it's not all about me, right? And uh, having that attitude of uh, respect for others and that self-conscious awareness that I am not the center of the universe, as we say, uh, as a third F, believing in something bigger than yourself. And that something may be the group and that there are leaders among leaders and that you know, all leaders are followers, but not all followers are necessarily leaders and that you kind of have to learn that sometimes uh, that, again, it isn't all about me. It's about the group. Uh, very true. I think about it being to you, I was on that same strain of, of thought, uh, being unselfish. And, and we also talk about being a servant leader and a servant leader is, um, you know, you got to think is your leadership and you making this decision or pushing this through blocking another man's ability to lead and to grow and to, to develop as well. So I really like that kind of self-check um, and make sure that uh, you're allowing another man to, to take a leadership role. Let me, uh, let me just read something for you guys, right? Because it, it goes along with our conversation. It's right out of the Q source, right? So I was uh -oh. thinking, I'm like, let me, let me pull something out. <laughs> I think it sort of sets the stage for what part of this conversation is about. Let me just Prepare yourselves for the truth. You're, ba you're about to get real. <laughs> <clears throat> bring my voice down in F3. A sua sponte leader is a man who has been freed to lead. He is a leader who exercises individual initiative. What we call that. I too, by taking action in furtherance. And here's what I think is the key of his groups articulated purpose without specific instructions. So by coming back to the group's articulated purpose and mission, Right. If you're taking action there without specific instruction, that's still purpose driven and missional more times than not, you're going to head in the right direction. So I think that's a pretty good set the stage for, okay, cool. Well, I mean, what do you have to do? Well, is it, is it groups articulated purpose driven? Uh, and, and you can vary off of that. I think pretty quickly. I think there's something there too, that you may have the articulated purpose and you may have the individual initiative, but I think we're also talking about the guardrails. You know, what's the disciplined individual initiative? And the discipline might be having the respect to check in with others, the site lead or the SLT, not for permission necessarily, but to be open to their um, opportunity to coach you, uh, encourage you, help it go bigger and more bold than you ever thought it could. So I think there's just something in, in making sure there's a little bit of discipline there. Of course, that's coming from DMO, the operations guy. Well, so. sure. But, but no, I'll agree with you too. And here's, and maybe on gobbler, maybe this is what you're getting ready to say too. So I apologize if I'm, if I'm still any thunder here, but uh, <laughs> there is an element in there of, yeah, yeah. It's fine for me to want to go and do these things and to jump in and do this stuff. But here's the problem is I don't necessarily as a, just a regular PAX or, you know, whatever it might be, I may not have visibility into the, the overall strategy of what's trying to go on with my leader. And so even though I may be well-intentioned and even though I think I might be trying to follow the articulated purpose of the group, I may be rowing in the wrong direction. Go ahead, Gum. Yeah. I, as I'm trying to make sure I keep my, my thoughts concise here, because, you know, I, coming from the army background, this is the idea that you could be a leader and not be a follower is antithetical to how I think. Like if you step up and go, oh, I'm a leader, but I can't follow. I'm going to say you're not a leader then because everyone has a boss. I don't care. Everyone has a boss. And so if you take a step back and I love how Katie brought us back to, um, you know, the Q source, 
a lot of us look at the leadership skills and we start with vape and we say vision. Well, if we're actually honest, 80% of the vision we have is something that somebody told us to do. You know, whether it be in work, whether it be in our household, whatever it is, like we call it in the army, receive the mission. My boss came to me and said, here's your mission. You now have an individual initiative to do anything with, to accomplish this mission within the constraints. And it's, it's quite the same thing. Like, you you don't always have to come up with your own vision. Sometimes it's someone coming to you and saying, here's my vision and I've persuaded you. Now you go persuade others. And that is kind of you know how we you can look at it. And some people get it, oh, I have to, it has to be me. It has to be completely mine. It has I I have to come up with the idea. No, you don't. Um, the some of the best things in life is when we all work together, but that means that somebody's not everyone has an original thought in that some people are just executing someone else's vision and they're doing some articulation and they're doing some persuasion and they're helping people on down the chain. And so you have that, that need to subject, you know, to humble yourself and just follow someone and help and and accomplish their vision. And, but then you also have the other guy who just maybe thinks he's better than the guy who he's following and he doesn't want to follow him. And, and, I think we have those people in life as well. And I know that there's probably, I don't want to steal everyone's thunder on that. What I will say is a martial art. Uh, when I, I, I've done martial arts in the past and I used, uh, learned the term called a UK, which is a training partner. And I apply this to a lot of things in life is that F3 is about teaching leadership and letting people learn. Sometimes the guy you're following needs you to be a good training partner and not, do it for him. He needs you to, to allow him to apply the skill onto you and be the person who's like, just goes with it. So the guy can learn. And that is very applicable in leadership. You have to let other people use you as a training partner and make mistakes on you. And that's just the way life goes some days. Hey, let me ask a question then. So, so a guy gets in, right? Like, and he gets hot and he reads free to lead. And he's like, cool, I got 10 ideas of things that I think can improve my local region or even just my AO. I'm just going to go get to work on all those things because you're telling me like, hey, if I'm if I'm missional, right, if I'm on purpose and I can just go without instruction. So I'm just going to go start doing all this stuff. I think part of it is also a recollection of like, brother, you don't have to do it all on your own anymore. That's the beautiful thing about this circle of trust. And maybe for some of us, we've gone a long time in our mammon or in our marriages or in our communities of feeling like I'll just do it all. But now you got all these other guys around you. So I think part of it is like, Hey, take a look around, see what other resources are around you start bouncing these ideas off of guys that are faster and smarter. And maybe have had a little bit more experience. That's the one thing that's happened for me is I looked around the circle. It was like, these guys know a lot about a lot of stuff. I should probably get their input before Kitty, I start doing all these ideas. Kitty, how am I supposed to get my heavy pat on the back? And my my well, attaboys if I don't do it all myself. Yourself with that notion, Megan. <laughs> yeah, I've th- I've heard it in the past where you say, "Hey, leave your ego at the door," right? Like when you show up at a workout. I mean, being a good follower at a workout or a PAX, right, is going in knowing you that you're not going to know what the cue is bringing at you that day. Mm. That you're going to have to be flexible. You're going to have to probably adjust whatever attitude you had coming in <laughs> to whatever activities that the cue is going to throw at you, whether it be you know, hundred burpees, uh, or, or maybe it's just, you know, running all over town, you know, doing pearls on a string the whole time. 
you just don't know. But I think that helps us build our, uh, you know, our, our, ourselves in this area of followership going in. That's one thing that I love about F3 is, hey, I have no idea what the Q is going to throw at me. I have to be a good follower. Q says do it. I do it. I think that's part of it, right? Being humble enough to follow. And that's the, that's the key. I think the other thing too is I can influence someone in a humble way by simply asking a question, right? And, and simply asking, instead of trying to, to demand that he goes back and get the six, simply ask the question, how's the six doing? If the Q says good, I'm like, how do you know? <laughs> right? And oh, oh, he's way back there, right? Do the same thing at Grow Rock, that whole idea of, of followership. And that's one of the, probably the best lessons for me because, and I think, Doa, you know this, I'm, I'm no short of ego, right? And so, yeah, he's making eyes, noticed. right? You hadn't noticed. And part of it for me, I think, is this idea of, of the way that I try to pause that and still be influential in a more humble way is to ask a question, to be curious more than to make statements and to just put my opinion out there. So first I need to be curious and ask a question. And that's a way to influence people and still let them lead. And whatever he says, I follow. Yeah. Um, different yeah. Way. No, I, I agree. Oh, go ahead, Gmo. I was just going to say, you know, Bono, that's my word of the year is, is uh, curiosity. Cause I can tend to hear a little bit of information and then make a decision and make a recommendation and move quickly. So I think, you know, it resonates for me, just the more you ask questions, the more you really understand what they're thinking, why they're thinking that before you become a, a jerk and, and make recommendations before you really know what, uh, what the guy's uh, uh, idea is. So I agree. The yeah, thing no, you said absolutely. about quick answer, I think there's also, we're urgent about getting results. So we're quick to need results. So you got the answer, you're going to get the answer real quick. And a lot of times with F3, it's like, you're with these guys every day. So why not be patient and see that guy grow and flourish and develop and take a little bit more time for uh, whatever he's trying to do. It doesn't have to be done quick. Just, just kind of let it reveal itself. No, I, I agree. I agree. In fact, there, you know, there's a couple of things and one is uh, there's a poster and I think I referenced this before the poster hangs in my office says always play the long game always play the long game. And, you know, and, and I've told the story, I don't know, umpteen bajillion times to the point where uh, my children, everyone I know, and probably all of you are sick of hearing it. Uh, but the, you know, the whole, the farmer with the neighbor, right. And I'm not raising cows, I'm raising boys, you know, so not, not getting lost in the, the activity of the moment for the greater picture of what we're really trying to accomplish. Right. We can't break F3 at this point. I mean, it, I really believe this. I think it would take an absolute concerted... challenge accepted. <laughs> I didn't say you couldn't bump it in a, in a bad direction, Kitty, but we can correct it. For, no, but, um, but but really, in all seriousness, like it would take a a, a very concerted, uh, intentional, and a lot of hate, and a lot. I mean, it would take something huge to to get this thing to to really break in any kind of significant way. I mean, it, the course is the course, and it's happening, and that's just the way it is. And so we're here to try and help it from going off course because it would over time that can happen, you know, if, if neglected, right? So we're here to make sure it doesn't get neglected, but but always playing the long game and remembering that, you know, because I think sometimes these guys act like they are kind of in. Um, like it's in some kind of race, like they have some sort of, you know, KPIs or results that, you know, their manager is like checking on them and they're going to get fired 
bro, we're here to develop men, however long that takes in whatever direction that takes. And this kind of harkens back to the discussion we had a few weeks ago about like that black diamond leadership, you know, where I don't have necessarily institutional authority, but I certainly can lead. But, it, but the way that I lead is by being, as, as Bono referenced, as Gambino referenced, you know, by being a good follower so that then I can say, hey, and when Gobbler said it too, right, you know, allowing uh, myself to be used as an asset as, you know, for the leader. And that way, I, I think I build trust. You know, that's the cue point for the week, right? That's part of how I build trust. And so then I say, okay, uh, let me now that I have a little trust, let me, let me provide a little influence. Let me kind of nudge you in a direction that I think might be more advantageous for the group. But if I just go in there, you know, you know, guns blazing and doors getting kicked down and all that kind of stuff, like that, that is not going to get me where I want to go is not going to get me where I want to go. Uh, I want to take it kind of, kind of just develop that a little bit more, what you were saying there, Frank. When I, if I go to someone and I, I have a vision or I say, this is what I need you to do, or this is what I want you to do. And that person agrees with me. I don't consider that person. I don't really consider that a, a high trust situation. The person agrees with me. They don't have to trust me. They, they are actually trusting their own mind in that sense, right? They're trusting their own opinion. They're trusting their own analysis. And there's very little loyalty because they're actually just trusting themselves. Now, situation two, I go to someone and I say, hey, I need you to do this for me, all right? This is where the organization is headed. And someone raises their hand and says, I don't agree with you, but I'm going to do it anyways, now, we have a completely different situation here because the person has, has the space to voice their disagreement. However, they're going to override their own personal opinion and do it anyways. That is a high trust situation because now it's provided a one, a pushback on the leaders. Say, I need to make sure I'm going the right direction because somebody disagrees with me. However, they trust me, Right. And I think we forget it that we, we think as men that I have to agree with my leader to follow him. And that is the biggest bullshit I've ever heard because you can't. There's going to be times, all right? Do you think all seven of us agree all the time? No, but sometimes we have to trust, you know, one or two of us have to trust the group that we, we came to the right choice collectively. And even though I disagree, I'm going to follow the group. And that is a, you know, I've had to do that in my professional life, raise my hand and say, sir, I disagree with you. And he says, noted, you're doing it anyways. Roger that. Okay. And I think sometimes we forget that trust is actually higher when we disagree with each other. And I'll even take it a step further. If you can't trust a person that you can see day in and day out when you disagree with him, you probably can't trust your own personal, whoever you call God. And I would say that if you are struggling to trust someone you can see, why would he ask? Well, why would an invisible God ask you to do something when you can't see him? Oh. Mm. Go ahead, Kitty. Yeah. Uh, I, that, Eric, I'm tracking with you 100% on all those things. I, I will say next GTE, a cadre, uh, I disagree with you on us picking that log up, but I'm going to do it anyways. <laughs> like, we'll try um, that approach. And that's see how that half goes. of a wise choice. It's half yeah, of yeah, a wise yeah. choice. The, the doing it anyway part's good. Right. I'm not sure, sure. about the. <laughs> so here's a real example of how I was a shitty follower 
in the middle of an AL, right? This is stuff like you can deploy some of these things like tomorrow. And it happened because somebody was being a shitty follower. And then I followed it up. I'll give you just a short example. Guy was leading a workout one day. He likes to use music when he's leading a workout. He was playing some rap music from the nineties. One of the guys really didn't like it because of the language. He just, he didn't like it. He didn't like hearing that kind of music. He allowed himself to be a bad follower by ramping up his verbal complaints to where I then started sparring with him back and forth where we became a distraction because we made it about ourselves in the middle of the AO. We distracted from what the queue is doing and the site queue had to pull us both aside and be like, that's enough. It ends today. So I give that site queue a lot of credit for stepping in and ending that, but also I have to look at myself in the mirror and be like, what are you doing, man? What a crappy way to show these men how to handle confrontation in the gloom where I could have just pulled that guy aside and had a conversation versus we're going back and forth across the circle. And I admitted that to those guys in COT guys, I was wrong. That was a really bad way of handling that. You know, I distracted from the gloom, but I let my own boyish <laughs> shenanigans get the best of me right in that kind of moment. And that seems like a little example, but at least it, it is an example of, look, if we're going to be a bad follower, we better own up to it. We better, we better admit when we've made a mistake, you know, and it might seem like a little mistake, but I was being disrespectful to the queue that day. That's his turf, not mine. Something I've noticed too is traveling around to many of the GTEs. I always go and I want to meet the Nantan or the Nantans just to recognize and celebrate, you know, what they've done, what they've accomplished and understand kind of what they're struggling with and what their challenges are. And, and there've been a couple of situations where the previous Nantan seems to be more engaged and more looked to and, and really the Nantan, even though he is the previous Nantan. So I think it's a, a good example. And it can be a little bit of a, a process of grieving from being the Nantan if you love doing it. But it's also important for you to step back and point the packs to uh, the current Nantan or the current SLT to get questions answered and to give direction. So it's a, a little bit of making sure you're stepping back uh, and allowing another Nantan or leader to, to take to take over it and lead the packs and get the credibility and respect that you would give them by calling them out is, is where they need to go to get answers. The other thing I would say too, is I'm, I'm reflecting a lot of my marriage as we talked about last week, but one of the things I'm working on, and this is a proven uh, success tactic is letting your spouse influence you uh, is something that's extremely important for uh, a marriage to be successful. So I think we're talking a lot about F3 and, and the gloom, but I think a lot of this stuff has to roll over into our personal lives as well. Jim, I, I think that first point you brought up is, is this idea of, especially as a Nantan or as a first FQ, when someone else comes in and replaces me, the first thing I have to do is I have to be the first to follow him. I have to be right. his first follower. And part of that means shutting the heck up. And sometimes that even means stepping away for a while from leadership and simply being a member of the packs and simply going to workouts. And that's a hard thing for guys to do, especially when they're really, really invigorated. Mm -hmm. I think Kitty, Kitty, you were talking about too. The other thing there is you're talking about something different from what Godward was talking about and the difference in positional power and not, not having positional power, just influence. Cause Godward is talking in the military, having a boss, that's positional power. If my commanding officer tells me to do something, I say, yes, sir. And that's it. What you're talking about, even that site cue, technically, you didn't have to follow that site cue. Technically, you didn't have to be vulnerable in the, in the circle of trust. By him talking to you man to man, right, 
and you choosing to follow him and you choosing to be vulnerable in that circle of trust, that's leadership in a whole different level, right? And you were you were actually following him and that, even though you weren't following the cue, you followed the site cue, you owned it, you were vulnerable. And that to me is a level of responsibility that's different within F3 because we don't always have positional power. So what by being do, a jackass, I actually empowered that site cue to be a better leader. So you're welcome. <laughs> Let's not That's make it. that the take home from all this. <laughs> Let's not definitely not. Man point, but your point is, but your point is right. Like, because, because that man, that site cue has been unlocked and freed to lead. He stepped into that moment yeah. where maybe, maybe he would not have without given that positional power, like what you're talking about to be, okay. It's my job to rail this back in. Let me step in. Here. It's, it's my job to support the cue. And, and, and rail, if someone's being a bat flipper and someone's being a pain in the butt, right, it's, it's my job to support the cue. And then to teach the, the cue, this is how you correct a man who's flying off the chain and disrupting from the, the, the team and what we're trying to do. That alignment piece was key, right? Followership is getting in alignment, I think. And, and we said that earlier, uh, but that's central to what we do. That's a good point, man. Getting in alignment, right? Follow. That's a good line. Followership is getting in alignment and also having enough awareness around yourself to, to, to question, am I in alignment with what leadership's trying to do here? I'm going to start this podcast. I'm going to start this pick up the six podcast. Am I alignment with what F3 Carpex is trying to do? Am I aligned with what the nation's trying to do? Right. That's, you know, like, and, and taking a step back, that's sort of my point before was before you just rush off and start doing 50 things, take a step back. You very well might be free to lead and ready to rock and roll. But I think in some of this, we've got to just like as a leader, take a step back and see if it's in alignment with what the greater purpose is. Yeah, you bring up a, a good point there. And, and, you know, one of those things that we, we've talked about in the past, too, is that and in fact, it, it kind of starts where you started right after I introduced the topic for today is if we can't set aside our egos long enough to be followers, even even if just for a workout, then we're not going to ever be, we, we will be influential in certain ways, perhaps, but we will never have influence on a very grand scale. We just can't because we've, we've then therefore limited our leadership to just that little piece, uh, you know, where we have absolute proximity and, and that sort of thing, right? If, if we can't get our ego out of the way and be able to say, Hey, I, I'm just part of the machine. It's interesting because uh, as, as we talk about, well, we haven't talked about it much on this podcast, but uh, it has been talked about many times, right? In my particular uh, faith, the uh, church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, right? You, it's all uh, volunteer uh, ministry. And therefore we kind of, uh, operate on this, this, uh, method of, Hey, you, you get asked to do a thing for a certain period of time. And then it's just sort of over, you know, like you might serve there for a couple of years. And then the guy who's leading the congregation might come to you and say, Hey, uh, actually I need you to do this now. And you go, oh, okay, cool. And then you just sort of do it and you don't worry about, uh, you know, there it's just, it's always very been, been very interesting, especially coming in F3 because it's like, Oh, all this stuff, you know, that, uh, that some people get hung up on like, well, but I, but that was my baby. You know, those are my people and all that kind of stuff. It just doesn't happen mm -hmm. because you're just, you're released from your, your duty, you're given a new assignment or not. And you just sort of hand it to the next guy and you, you know, give him everything you have and you go, this is kind of where we're at, you know, best of luck and, and lead as you see fit. And, and there's just, there, there tends to be very little, uh, ego in it, 
uh, most often, obviously there's exceptions, right? But there always seems to be that sort of like, and so coming into F3, it's been interesting because it's like, you know, my mindset is always like, well, I'll do this for a little while and then somebody else will do it. And I'm not, you know, like, whatever, it'll be fine. You know, but, but I, I recognize that that's not always the case. Um, and that there, there tends to be sometimes a, uh, an ownership past what is probably adaptive, right. Or, or toward advantage because the ownership becomes, I own this instead of this is the nation's region. You know, this is my region. And so it, 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 there is a difference in, in kind of the, the thinking there, I think. Yeah, I typed in the chat, you know, I like the acronym EGO, E-G-O. I, I refer to it as edging God out. And and a lot of times God has a plan or the sky cue has a plan for another man in his development or his life. And maybe you're edging him out because you've got a plan for what you think needs to be done. So I think it's, it's always better to be in alignment, maybe back off a little bit can really help God's plan re- be revealed in his life. You know, not to oversimplify, but a lot of this can be brought down to the oldest sin of all, you know, pride. Right. And, um, you know, if you I would challenge you, if you find yourself in a situation where you think you can do it better. Great. Um, that's awesome. <laughs> Knock yourself yeah. out. <laughs> you know, ask where you can help out. And he, and I'm going to tell you, it's the old patent phrase, a, you know, a plan violently executed, an 80 percent plan violently executed is better than a 100 percent plan executed tomorrow. Uh, so what if he's got something wrong? Go go do it. And you know what? You all learn something together. It's not about whether or not your region is doing it perfectly because I, I may help you out. You're not. We're not. Right. And we're making mistakes all the time. Um, and that's why we say, you know, fail forward. You know, failure is part of it. It's it's just get over yourself and you'll be much better. Um, you know, and there's there's a lot of times where I mean, even right now. You know, I'm interacting with my church and I'm like, you know what, that, that could be so much better. You could move so much. Fa- you, it doesn't matter because that's not the point. It's not about how well I can do it. Right. It's not the point. Because so, we're raising boys. We're not raising cows. Take a breath yep. and just come alongside your brothers and drink a beer or yeah. whatever your beverage of choice is if you don't drink beer. Amen. Uh, and I, and I get, you know, it, that it can be frustrating and I get, you know, in fact, we have a, a, we gobbler and I had a discussion today with a guy who, you know, the guy he, he's leading and he love, he, he likes to move fast and he sometimes gets really frustrated with the speed at which we do not go sometimes, <laughs> you know, uh, in the nation, right. I mean, it's just, it, it's a factor of a shared leadership team, guys who are volunteers, guys, you know, all kinds of stuff. Right. Yep. And um, any number of reasons why sometimes it takes a little longer to get things done. I think and, another, cha- oh, sorry, Frank. Go ahead, I no, think go ahead. another challenge for you, right. You listener as a leader is to ensure you're constantly sharpening your blade with your shield lock, right. With those close guys around you. So that when a man comes to you with I two, you don't just squash it because you're working through your own stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it's easy to to say, well, you know, we got these guardrails, we got these things. So there's there's got to be a tension of continuing to work on your own leadership qualities and skills and not letting your insecurities, you know, hold another man back. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, because your insecurities, just like uh, uh, Gobbler was saying, right? Your insecurities really are just kind of whether they're 
negative toward, you know, whatever, negative toward you, negative toward others. They're just yeah. kind of a little bit of an outcropping of pride. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Cause there's reverse pride, just like there's, you know, I, I think I'm better than you. There's also the opposite, which is I'm better than you because I, you know, well, you're rich. Well, that's because, well, you're a jerk because you're rich, you know, and I can, I can be reverse, you know, the other way. Right. Oh, well, the leadership is uh well, you know, they, they're just a click and they're just the worst because they, you know, they, they do this or they do that. Right. So same thing. And I'll take it, you know, Hey, look at just what he just said, you know, there's a tension there. Maybe take turn and flip it back around. If you've got a follower, who's buttoned up against you, maybe it's because you haven't articulated the, your particular mission well enough. All right. Maybe everyone else is just apathetic. And this is the only guy who really gives a damn. And you need to bring him alongside and you say, you know what? You care. No one else does. Maybe we will try it your way right now because you actually have passion. And that's the, that, that, you know, you really have yeah. to look at it both ways. You know, sometimes you, like you said, it's, you know, zebra jockeying. Sometimes you ride the zebra because he's going in your direction. Even if you as a leader aren't exactly on board with him. Yeah. And maybe I'm even allergic to zebras, but you know, that's what's out of the barn. So we've got to figure it out and get my own stuff out of the way. Right. So I, I think that, uh, you know, just kind of tacking onto the, what Gobbler said there and, and sort of to bring us to a close more or less. And uh, there's a couple things that I think are worth uh, remembering. One is a definition of leadership that I'm, I'm fond of. Uh, it's obviously not comprehensive, but I'm fond of it. Uh, and that is disrupting people at a pace they can tolerate. And, and sometimes when we go a little too fast or we get a little too headstrong or we start kicking down doors and, and thinking we're, you know, really something special and, and doing something big, you know, if the, if the people around us are that uncomfortable, if they are truly disrupted, like, but, but past what is tolerable, they ain't going to follow you biggin. So you're not leading at that point. You're just spreading chaos and not the positive kind. I'm a big fan of chaos when it's positive chaos, you know, when there's usefulness to it, but you're just, you're just, you know, putting a path of destruction <laughs> and, and you're not going to get where you want to go. And you're going to find yourself super frustrated all the time because why doesn't anybody want to do it this way? Well, because you came in and started kicking doors down when everybody else was like, but I, but I still need a door. But if you spend a little time and convince them and help them understand, persuade them that the idea of having a door is kind of stupid, you're not going to have to kick it over. You, they'll take it off for you. You know what I mean? but it's, it's a longer process and it's not as fun and it's not as, as easy and it's not as clean and you know direct, but it's, it's persuasion over time. And that's, I think that's kind of higher end, you know, higher form of leadership. And then I think the other thing that, uh, that I heard uh, or that I would, I would throw out there to kind of uh, sort of tie all this together too, is that we also have to remember that uh, we as packs of F3 nation, and I believe uh, making a shameless plug for yet another podcast, uh, that, uh, that may exist out there uh, that may or may not be titled the minivan centurion. Uh, but as packs of F3 nation, and I believe to be minivan centurions, you know, part of how we live is by that code, the Augustinian code, right? So that in the essential things we have unity in the non-essential things, we have Liberty. We just let it go and let the things happen as they need to happen. And we don't get too caught up in well, I don't like the way you did that. Well, I don't like the way you're thinking these things. I don't like, uh, are they essential? No, then maybe just relax, Biggin. And, mm -hmm. and finally, of course, in all things, even in your disagreement, you must have charity. And in our estimation, charity equals love. And brother, if I'm going to love and protect my family, 
if I'm going to be an asset in my community and if I'm going to fight for the middle, I'm going to have to follow. Yeah. I'm going to have to be a follower in all three of those areas. Yeah. You're going to have to be a good follower in all three of those areas. Yeah, no, you're right. And, and, you know, I think most everyone has referenced it here uh, today as well. And that is that whether we like it or whether we don't like it, leadership equals tension. (laughs) It is, it is a, a tension and a navigation between competing values. And if it was easy, we wouldn't need leaders. Yeah. That's, I think that's how I'm going to end it from now on. I think because that's how it was last week. And I I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Right. If it was easy, we wouldn't need leaders. Hey, Pax, if you are out there thinking to yourself, I have questions that need to get answered. There's a couple ways that I think you want to try and get in touch with us. One, you could send us an email to podcast at f3nation.com, or you can send it direct to me, dark helmet at f3nation.com, or anyone on the SLT, Brian Jodis. I mean, uh, <laughs> I just did Brian Jodis at f3nation.com, but you'll get a bounce back. You might. Uh, Hello Kitty, you know, all, all that kind of stuff, right? Bono, whoever it might be, you can ask a question that way. You can also find us on the nation Slack. If you're not in the nation Slack, uh, remedy that big and, uh, because that's where the, the, the happenings is. But, uh, but you can find us there and you can pose something in any number of those channels. Uh, most all of us are in at least, uh, I'd say between the seven of us, we probably cover them all. So, you know, we're at least one of us is in any number of those and you can ask questions that way too. So if you have questions that you want answered by the SLT of F3 Nation, you're finding yourself in a leadership quandary as it were, uh, and you're bumping up against something that you just don't know how to fix and you're just not sure how to navigate. Guys, that's what we're here for because we want to help you carve out your 43 feet right? Your personal 43 feet, your nation's uh, region, 43 feet, your AOs, 43 feet, your family's 43 feet, whatever those things might be, we're going to give you everything we have to try and help. So uh, again, leadership equals tension. It's always a a dance and a balance. Uh, But if it was easy, we wouldn't need leaders. Man, I think that's pretty good. We're going to go with that. I like it. (laughs) Book it. (laughs) Book it. Thanks for listening to the 43 Feet Podcast. If you like what you heard on the show, or if it's helped you in some way, we'd ask you to rate us, write a review, and share us with your friends and networks. It really does help others to find us. If you have questions, comments, or concerns, write us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com or tweet us at 43feetpodcast. The climb we're on to create virtuous leaders isn't going to be easy, but we'll get there 43 feet at a time. Seats up for Harambe. Always. I missed that son of a bitch.